We're back, baby. Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are back to the future, too. Oh, I love this for us. We are men in black back in action. Is also, that a movie? I'm sure. Yeah, sure. Men the second in black one. back in Is that what, it, is that what it's called? Back in black. Back in black. Men in, ba- men in black back in black. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, that's hard. We are Amy Winehouse's back to black. Yes, we are. That's an iconic that. Virgo right there. <laughs> You're damn right. Anyway, we're back and we apologize for the hiatus. Know, eight month hiatus. Hey, sometimes you just got to reset. Sometimes life is terrible. Yeah. Reset. And there's nothing you can do about it. Restructure, reinvigorate. Yeah. But we're back, baby. We're back and we have content for you. Content. Finally. Finally. Well, anyway, I'm Christina. I'm Sarah. And this is to all the rom-coms we've loved before. Tinglies? I do. You have goosebumps? I got the shivers. I have a goosebump. My nipples are hot. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Her nipples are hard and we're they ready to record a podcast. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> well, anyway, this week, Sarah, you tell us, actually. Uh, we saw the most exciting movie. Yeah. First film to have... All production and all cast yes. be queer. Yay. It was Bros. Yay. Starring Billy Eichner. Starring Luke McFarlane. It was a Luke. We had Deborah Messing in it. Yeah, that was a surprise. <laughs> kind of. I guess it shouldn't be, but. Yeah, I mean, she is America's sweetheart, I guess. Mm. Is she? I don't know. America's like gay I'm, icon's sweetheart? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, for the gays. For the gays. She's gay American sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Deborah. Yeah. I love that her name is just spelled D-E-B-R-A. Well, there's no O. There's no fucking around. There's no Deborah. It's Deborah. Oh, yeah. No, like, letters at the end? No, like, you know how Deborah is spelled, like, Deborah? Oh, it's like yeah. D-E-B-O-R-A-H. Yeah. Hers is just D-E-B-R-A. That's easy. Deborah. Yeah. She Makes said, sense. Get to the point. Get to the point. That's what her parents said. Kind of bitch. Yeah. Well, that is, that. that is her vibe. Yeah, absolutely. To be frank. I'm, I'm terrified of her. I res- I have nothing but respect for I'm the same Emmy award winning star of Will and I'm Grace. Really scared of her, <laughs> and it's not her fault. It's just she scares me. Yeah, if you saw her in the street, you walked to the other side of the street. I would be like, "That's Deborah Messing. I'm not going near. I'm not messing with Messing. You can't. Me- <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Concept. She teaches a kickboxing class. Ooh. No messing with messing. I would absolutely go to that. That'd be so good. Because you know I want to be a little bit scared when I'm exercising. Yeah. That, well, know? it gets you going. You gets know? you going. It really gets you going. It's the I same reason you listen to Lady Gaga. At me. Yeah. While I was doing a kickboxing class, uh, I would kick so hard. Yeah. They'd be like, good power. That'd be good their comment. Power. Ooh, yeah. That really came from your shoulder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or what, I don't know. Your, your core. core. You're engaging your core. <laughs> oh. I love that. That'd be good. Yeah. I feel like she'd give really good specific compliments during the workout. Sure. I like that. Like, way to use that torque in your hip. That is a good compliment, yeah, I think. Yeah, right? That's specific. It takes me back to, like, my high school CrossFit days. You were a... You were a cro- How have we not talked about this? You were a CrossFit person in Just high school? Just in high school. It was our, it was our like, um, um, like, fall season training. Oh, whatever, okay, for okay. Sports. Okay, for LAX, LAX yeah. crew? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, it was it was wild. 
You know what would be a really good team name for a lacrosse team? What? Miralax. I love that. How has not anyone done that yet? I'm going to start an intramural <laughs> club lacrosse team in Atlanta. So yeah. ladies, I guess, I guess he's they's, she's they's, yeah. everyone. I guess you're all welcome, but we're playing by girls rules. Okay. Um, girls, gays, and they's. Yeah. No, no, we, we can have the straights too if they want to play. Yeah, but you got to be soft. Well, of course. Yeah. It goes without saying. Yeah. For Miralax. For Miralax. And our team name is going to be Miralax. That's really good. What yeah. if it was only people who have IBS? Perfect. Wow. Even better. That's even better. Just me. <laughs> lacrosse, Just me on a the lacrosse team. team of one. <laughs> it can be the IBSers and the Celiacs. <laughs> Celi Lax. The Celi Lax. <gasps> That's good. That's oh, wow. We okay. are. We're okay. on a real tangent. Okay. But but you know who gives me big Lax Bro vibes? Who? What's his name? Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> oh, you hear that, boys and girls? That's our our timer. I made us some pumpkin chocolate chip cookie because we cookie cookies cookies um, because we're sending the vibes. It is seasonal. It is yes. autumn. They are the uh, Justine snacks pumpkin chocolate chip cookies from TikTok. The best chocolate chip cookies on the internet. And Nothing but respect in our show notes. Oh, good. They are that good. Yeah, everyone really deserves smart. to have these. Yeah, and you know what? Hot tip: don't skip out on measuring your dough balls for cookies because. They, it's it's wildly too big, you know? Like, yeah. I would never, making cookies regularly, use a dough ball that big. Right. But it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to crack into them. probably make 24 regular-sized cookies, but we're getting eight <laughs> big ones. Eight massive cookies. <laughs> yeah. I ain't even lying. I'm so excited. Me too. Um, And I'm even more excited to talk about bros. Yeah, me too. A gay rom-com. Honestly, the joy I got from just going to the theater to see a rom-com to the theater. <laughs> to the theater. The joy I got just from that, first yeah. of all. And second of all, Billy Eichner, freaking love. Billy from the street. Billy, Billy on the street. street. Not Billy, Billy from the, the street. street. Like, he's Jennifer, from the street. like he's Jennifer. Like he's Jenny from, from the, the block. block. <laughs> Billy from the street. Not just Billy from the street. <laughs> <laughs> For a dollar, <laughs> name a celebrity. That Billy. I love Billy on the street. Yeah. I also love Craig from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Iconic role. I think half of my personality has come from him. So that's something. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, would you like to start us off with the informal synopsis? I would. Let's let's get cracking. Let's do it. So Billy Eichner, who plays Bobby, is a 40 year old single gay guy in New York City, and he is casually hooking up on Grindr. Mm -hmm. He has a Stonewall theme. No, the 11th Brick at Stonewall themed podcast. We love a podcaster. Obviously, he sets up the entire narrative with his podcast. So Mm -hmm. I must say nothing but respect for our fellow audio engineer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, he casually hooks up on Grinder left and right, but there is no real romance in his life. Yeah. All his friends, they're having babies. They're in throuples. Disgusting. They, not, not the throuple, the babies. Oh, the babies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, we have nothing against polyamory. It's absolutely just the, not. just the next generation just of children. Disgusting. Shout out to my friends who have babies. <laughs> I love your children. 
but only yours. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, and also all our listeners, if you have babies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, keep anyway. keep moving on. You get the point. He's a 40-year-old man in New York City, and they are just living La Vida Loca, and everyone is, you know, they're getting cuffed up. They're getting coupled up, and he is a lone single writer, but he's okay with that because he's a professional man. He's worked his ass off to be a gay icon in the community. Love that. And he is just oh and then he's doing so well at being a gay icon gay icon that he gets elected to be the executive director of the first uh queer museum queer history museum Mm -hmm. in the world even here's my question yeah does that really exist i don't know because i want to go well i guess i should find out in when we do fun facts later yeah i'll find out okay so before the museum opens up, he has to face a bunch of uphill battles, right? They need funding. They are they don't have a main exhibit. He's pitching Lincoln as a gay icon um, and the Lincoln letters for the main exhibit. Uh, some people feel controversial to that because they're not sure if you could go ahead and say if Abraham pres- former president Abraham Lincoln is a gay icon. That but. plot point drives me fucking crazy because he was definitely the gayest president around. Oh, well, we can get into it. Yeah. I believe you. I don't know. I don't know anything about Lincoln other than the Lincoln logs. I mean, maybe he was bisexual. I don't know. Or maybe he was pan like me. There but you go. I just he's he's gay. I I want to believe that there Absolutely. we've had. Yeah. He has had so many like romantic relationships with men that are just portrayed as like really deep friendships but we slept in the same bed a lot listen steven spielberg you want to make a movie about lincoln and his gay lovers let's do it please yeah that's that's the lincoln too (laughs) i didn't oh i forgot there was a lincoln movie yeah it has a sally 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 ride nope sally rides the astronaut (laughs) i was like um (laughs) sally ride no (laughs) but you know it's it's good it's a good movie anyway (laughs) At a sweaty shirtless party, uh, Bobby meets this super hot guy, Aaron, who is described as being somewhat boring, but very hot. And they kind of hit it off. They're having interesting conversations. Bobby, I think, is challenging Aaron. Aaron is going to hook up with this other couple in an orgy. <laughs> but the couple's hot. Everyone's hot. The dancing baseball player. The d- sexy dancing baseball player. And Aaron is the sexy dancing cowboy guy. Well, what is I, he wearing that night? Well, I don't know. I just, he gave me cowboy vibes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he had like a, a ball cap on. Yeah, maybe it was just the jeans that made me be like. Was he wearing jeans? I don't remember. Well, he was definitely shirtless. Yes. And that that's I where my eyes were going. Straight and, to the nips. Yeah. Sorry, I was objectifying this man, but I was objectifying this man. Yeah. Who is also Luke McFarlane. We'll get into this. Okay. Never All mind. Right. So they hit it off, but then Aaron kind of ghosts him to hook up with this super hot couple. But the next day, Aaron texts Bobby and is like, hey, what's up? And then Bobby's like, hey, what's up? And they get into this mm, semi-middle-aged man flirting conversation. Mm -hmm. And one thing leads to another. And then they eventually go out on a date together where the first day they're hanging out. They're having a great time. Bobby's like, what's your favorite movie? Aaron's like, it's The Hangover. Bobby's like, really? And I'm like, Aaron's just a straight man in a gay man's body. Yeah. Which Absolutely. is sometimes how I feel about myself. A straight man and a queer woman's body. Oh, go on. Yeah, but you know. Well, it's because I also 
unironically love The Hangover and the Jackass franchise. Classic queen. I'm problematic, but we'll go on. (laughs) Sure. They go on this first date and it goes really well, but definitely... I think Aaron's intimidated. Bobby Mm -hmm. is a strong gay man and he has opinions. He's a New Yorker. He has so many opinions. He's an East Coaster with a lot of viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, they don't hook up immediately. Instead, Aaron invites Bobby to go to the couple's house where they have an orgy. But it's very uncomfortable for Bobby. I mean... I guess it's not uncomfortable for the other people in the orgy. They're having a great time. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the date, the first date vibe. And it's a little, you know, it's not ideal, but there's definitely something, something there, right? Mm -hmm. They eventually go on more dates, but it kind of gets to the point where Bobby is like, "Mm, I'm not the kind of guy Aaron's into. Aaron's into like buff dudes. Mm -hmm. Aaron's into ripped guys who just are really strong at the bros. gym he he's into bros he's into bros there we go bringing it back around to the title that's good what i do that's so good <laughs> and bobby is not a bro bobby no. has a concave chest oh bless him bobby is a frail man with a lot of opinions he is so frail bobby can really make very good references to the greatest showman <laughs> off the top of his dome And that, to me, is not a bro. That, to me, is a strong gay man, which I respect also. But it's definitely not Aaron's type. So eventually, they go on a date together to the park Mm -hmm. where Bobby Bobby is so verklempt at the the idea that Aaron is not into him. Verklempt. Verklempt? Yeah. Who are you? I don't know. Word of the day, toilet paper? Thank you. (laughs) What does that mean? It just means like distraught. I should not be screaming. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's distraught. It's like a, I think it's a Yiddish word for distraught. I have never heard that in my life. Oh, well, you have, but I'm going to Google it. Yeah. It's give us the come with emotion. Yes. Reclamped earlier this week over her latest split from her husband. That's exactly how I was using it. Exactly how you were using it. It's an adjective. Huh? So Yiddish. Bobby's so verklempt at the fact that Aaron is in very clearly into bros, maybe not into him, that one day at the museum, no one other than Will and Grace's Deborah Messing comes to the Mm. museum and she almost gets herself canceled. So she's about to make a huge deposit in the donation bucket Mm -hmm. for this museum. And quite frankly, Bobby fucks up enormously and he fucks up in front of American sweetheart, Deborah Messing, gay American sweetheart, Deborah Messing, gay American sweetheart. And she backs out, is not going to donate money to the museum anymore. Bobby is obvious he's just he's a mess he's a mess but then he goes on a date with Aaron where he decides to finally confront him and be like Aaron listen I know you're into bros I know you're not into me and then Aaron is like no not really but then they get into like this tickle fight wrestling match very publicly oh my god which is super horny right off the bat extremely horny it's probably the horniest scene in a rom-com we've seen in a while Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have sex multiple times, but the wrestling scene is horny. They're just really like smacking each other. Yeah. It's kind of what you want to happen with like a wrestling match in high school. Yeah. You know, you want these guys to just make out. Yeah. Yeah. I just, this is, this is how I see a lot of my like, my like straight male friends. Mm -hmm. Their friendships are Mm -hmm. so like, oh, we're going to fight each other. And I'm standing there like, 
kiss. Yeah. You know, and right. I just want them to kiss so bad. Yeah. Just for them. You know, yeah. I'm like, this is not for me, despite what you may think. This is not for me. I mean, you could really cut the tension with a knife. I just feel like if you kissed right now, you both would be very happy. Exactly. That's what you want to do. I'm like, you guys would you would have such a great time. Just wrestle with your lips. Yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so they're wrestling very publicly and then basically ends up into a makeout session, leads mm-hmm. into a hookup section. Mm-hmm. They go to, back to the apartment. They're having sex. Very, very hitting yeah. Hitting sex. You know, it's, you know, you've been there. It's very enemies to lovers know. archetype. You know what yeah. I mean? But they hook up and it's hot and they love you. E- well, they don't love each other, but they're having a great time. They're they clear- into it. They clearly have a connection, but neither of them are willing to admit it because these are men who don't want to be in relationships. Right. Yes. Like that's their whole MO. Like yeah. Bobby's like, I'm a single guy. I don't need to, yeah. you know, have a partner. never had a serious relationship. Yeah. Also, he just hooks up on Grinder. That's his whole thing. Yeah. Um, and Aaron doesn't even really want to have one on one sex initially. He wants to only have orgies, which is like, how do you live your life that way? Only orgies all the time. I mean, you'd think it would be kind of hard to coordinate, but I think I don't know. I think there's lots of options. Yeah, I bet that there are definitely people who do that all the time and good for you. I just can't even imagine. I can't even get my friends to all go out to dinner at the same time. You know what I mean? Logistics. Yeah, it's a logistical planning problem. When sex is on the table. That's true. You make it work. Yeah, that's different than sharing appetizers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. That's a really good point. Yeah. Okay, so basically, after they have sex, Aaron then reveals that he's always secretly wanted to be. A chocolatier. He <laughs> wants to make little chocolates. He hates his job as a probate lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, he it's like the cutest little job. He just wants he used to go to Godiva and he wants to make tiny little chocolates. He wants to make tiny little chocolates. <laughs> so cute. Which is so soft. <laughs> so funny. What it's a such little a specific niche. Exactly. Such and a niche niche. <laughs> niche niche niche. Yeah. It's a great job. Um because talk about making the world a happier place. You know what I'm talking about? Chocolates. Absolutely. And Bobby's like, okay, do it then. It it comes kind of out of left field. So it's definitely a crazy thing to say after you have sex with someone for the first time. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I've never told anyone before, but I think I want to make little chocolates for the rest of my life. <laughs> Professionally. Professionally. And then after that, Bobby brings up the fact that he has to go to Provincetown, Massachusetts for gay pride. He has an event, but he also has to schmooze this... TV exec producer mm-hmm. uh, and try and get the a big donation for the museum, right? They're trying to clinch like $5 million. Mm-hmm. And Aaron offers to go with him and they go to Provincetown together. They book a, a bed and breakfast, a B&B. Yeah. And Isn't it someone they know? Oh, is it? Yeah. It could be someone they know. Well, yeah, because the guy's friendly with them. Yeah, and they well, all have sex, I think. R- oh, right, right, right. Okay, so... They're at this beach town house. P-town. And they're in P-Town. P-Town, baby. P-Town. And they're getting ready for gay pride. Yeah. And Bobby brings Aaron to the meeting with Lauren Scrape, mm-hmm. the TV exec producer, who mm-hmm. is played by none other than SNL icon Bowen Yang. Yeah. Who is also in Fire Island. We'll probably do an episode about that. Oh. Um, because it's another gay rom-com that is so good. Oh, I've never heard of it. Oh, my God. Well, we'll talk about it when that eventually comes up. Okay. Yeah, right. it's so good. It's, yeah. Um, Bowen Yang basically is an eccentric, and at the meeting, Aaron 
schmoozes him enough to be like, hey, give us actually five million dollars for the museum. And then he convinces him to do it. And it is amazing. It is a power move that only a white man can make. Absolutely. And I respect it. But you know how he did it is he was like, we'll do whatever you want. And Bonyang said, I want a roller coaster of all the scary things that have happened to gay people inside this museum. The gay trauma roller coaster. <laughs> I love it. The trauma coaster. The, it's, it is hilarious. It's only something that I feel like Ryan Murphy could have dreamed up, to be honest. Yeah, that man. <laughs> Honestly, I am starting to feel a little bit the way about him as I feel about Jack Antonoff. Yeah. Yeah, well, rein it in, Ryan Murphy, or you're going to get on my shit list. Take it back. Take it back. They are back. they are two bad public decisions away from yeah, being truly. on the shit list. Truly. Absolutely. Mm. From getting themselves canceled. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> he gets him the $5 million. And yeah. Bobby's like, what the fuck? Amazing. Amazing. And then they go to Gay Pride. They jaunt about Provincetown, yeah. which is in Massachusetts. I love seeing people stroll around in a cute little town. They're eating ice cream. They're crossing the street. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It's what I want in a rom-com. Oh, absolutely. I love, also, I love the trope of going on a vacation in a rom-com together. Oh, yeah. 100%. One bed, two lovers. 100%. Hot. Yeah. Sexy. And they're having a great time. They end the day at the beach where Bobby basically is super vulnerable and tells Aaron you know what? My whole life, I've been too gay for people. Mm-hmm. And now I have no parents and they can't see me be the successful gay man that I am. Yeah. And it's so sad. It is. And Bobby's like, this is my life. And Aaron's like, do you want another beer? And <laughs> it was a great vulnerable moment. Okay. Yeah. I know I'm not describing it well. No, she's not. But it is so intimate. And yeah. like, ugh, if I was like, a little bit more hormonal, it would have been tears <laughs> down my face. But it's hard. It's hard when Billy Eichner, of all people, is trying to be vulnerable, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. But came out of left field for me. I was like, whoa, a monologue from the Eichner. I know. I was like, oh, he's still going. He's oh. still going. All right. It is a long. Still going. He is chronicling every gay trauma he's yeah. ever had. And it was like in the midst of a regular conversation and then he just like spirals in this monologue and I yeah. was like, whoa. Yeah, but also not <laughs> <Wanna> too... <beer? laughs> absolutely. Not too unfamiliar for his uh, character who is yeah. opinionated. Mm-hmm. But we love an opinionated person. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Look at us. Here. We're opinionated. Of course we are. So they get back to the real world. It's New York City and it's autumn they go through a whole montage of dates Mm -hmm. clearly after their little trip to massachusetts they are things are good live laugh loving well not putting the label love but but they're living laughing and they're loving yeah they absolutely are and fast forward it's christmas time Mm -hmm. and basically aaron's childhood crush or high school crush i guess if you will has come out of the closet And it's a Christmas party and Aaron asks Bobby if they can hook up with his high school crush, Mm -hmm. Orgy Style. And they do it also with a fourth guy who just kind of invites himself in. That guy cracked me up. It was wild and very clearly it was not everyone's uh, jam, if I'm being honest. But they did it. And then the next morning, Bobby's like, hey, that's not for me. Aaron's like, I get it. They move on. 
Then it's Christmas time. Aaron's family has come into town and Mm -hmm. they are small town folk. Love this. In the big city. And Aaron's like, hey, Bobby, meet my family. And Bobby's like, yeah, okay." And Aaron's like, be chill, though. Be be quote unquote normal, which is like rude. Yeah. It's like, what are you expecting this guy to do? What? Yeah. which, of course, Bobby is the gayest he's ever been the whole movie. Yeah. They go on a gay history tour of New York. Love it. But it's very fun. Yeah. They go to one of those. Uh, and then finally, they end the night at a diner where it is one of those ones where waiters sing to you. Like a, like a musical dinner experience. Yes. Like a review. Mm. Yeah. I do not ever catch me at one of those places. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think I could. I don't think I want to be sung to why I'm trying to eat at the that same place time. Places where dreams go to die. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a little depressing. It's not great. Cause it's just a bunch of people who wanted to go to Broadway yeah. initially. Just makes me sad. Yeah. Mm. And they still have the love of song you and performance. I have nothing but respect. The, but you, the, the music in their heart. Just like do it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I just shudder at the thought, you know? Yeah. But they end up at one of those diners and Bobby starts talking to Aaron's mom, who is a second grade teacher, and they get into a little bit of a heated discussion where Bobby's like, why don't you teach gay history? And then his mom's like, because they're second graders. And then Bobby's like, "Mm, but you should because it's important. And then she's like, "Mm, but they're really young. So it's like, you know, they're having a debate. They're having a debacle, but they are trying to unleash this political debacle. Mind you, Christmas time at a musical review theater Uh during dinner. Great timing. And Aaron's uncomfortable comfortable clearly and basically the dinner goes poorly it just doesn't end well and at the end of the dinner Aaron's like I just asked you to be normal Bobby you're just too gay gay. which of course is one of Bobby's biggest vulnerabilities um and that the trigger baby it absolutely was and it didn't end well and so basically they break up and Christmas goes by weeks go by And Bobby basically is distraught and eventually gets to the point where he's like, I'm going to do steroids and get super buff (laughs) and be the kind of guy Aaron wants and be the kind of guy Aaron wants. Exactly. There's a lot of insecurity going on. It's so much insecurity. And he does steroids. But the day he first does steroids is the day the museum (laughs) decides to call him and say, hey, actually, we're cutting the Gay Lincoln Museum exhibition. (laughs) And he's like, Gay Lincoln, that's my life's work. What the fuck? So obviously distraught, he goes into roid rage. He screams at all his employees. He tries to beat up a model of Pete Buttigieg. Oh, yeah. It's a mess. It's a hot gay mess. It's very funny. Quite frankly. Basically, after that, he goes to the gym because he's still on roids and he... Can't tries miss his workout window. <laughs> he can't miss his workout window. And he's pumping iron. And then he sees a guy and he turns the baseball cap around uh-huh. and he deep. He does a voice. He does like a deep voice like this. Yeah. I'm not even going <laughs> to no, try and do it. It's not even. But it's like really a low. like a guy voice, you know, yeah, like, he does like a bro voice. Yeah. He it's does like, bro hey, voice. Bro. 
you, do you need a spot? Yes. Like, <laughs> and then he hooks up with this other gym bro. I loved that they fucked. Yeah. And they and then immediately after they fuck, he goes back into his regular voice where the gym bro obviously is like, what the fuck? What what is this voice now that you're doing? Are you doing what happened to your other voice? And he's like, oh, I was doing up like a bit. You know, he was like, I, was I commit to the bit. And doing it for the plot. Yeah. Quite literally. And then the gym bro is like, what the fuck? Get out of my apartment, you fucking crazy guy. Yeah. And like, are you going to murder me? That's his vibe. <laughs> yeah, and basically, Bobby's like, no, I'm not going to murder you. But would you have hooked up with me with my this voice? And he's like, well, I'm not going to hook up with you now. Like, <laughs> I probably would have. It probably wouldn't have mattered. But you fucking crazy bitch. No. Yeah. Bobby leaves. He's like, oh, wait, people actually like me for me. That's the plot. That's the twist. Wild. Anyways, fast forward. Aaron is distraught over Bobby not giving him a second chance. His divorced brother is staying with him. They're doing bro stuff, like playing Xbox. I don't know. And wearing tiny little socks. Yes. I cannot get over the tiny little socks that boys wear. They are so small. They look so stupid. The little socks. But they are so funny. And every time I was, so he was in this scene, they were like sitting on the couch playing video games and he's wearing like joggers Mm -hmm. that are like very snug and like pulled up his calf. Mm -hmm. So like not even like all the way to his ankle. Right. Like a chill jogger. Yeah. Like just, it was weird. Mm -hmm. And then he's wearing these tiny little socks. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you're at home. You don't need to be like at the ready to put your vans on and get out the door. Yeah. You know, you don't need to have your tiny little socks on, dude. You can just be chilling in regular socks at home. But then, you know, he does jump out the door. But yeah, well, it turned out to be good for him. Still, it, it looked weird. And it I want the costume weird. department to know that I noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he didn't need those little socks. Absolutely not. I agree. Um, and <laughs> I then upset. I was triggered. It was, it was really just unexpected. Yeah. Unexpected. Didn't make sense. Aaron is uh, talking to his divorce brother about his feelings. His divorce brother is like, this is weird, whatever. But they are, he's like, well, you know, maybe he'll give you another chance. Maybe not. Anyway, on the other side of town, yes. Bobby is opening the museum. It's his big night. The night they've all been waiting for. They've pushed it back. All the museum exhibitions are open. And it's wonderful. It's yeah. a gala. And basically, Bobby yeah. decides to text Aaron. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? And Aaron gets this message. And he doesn't yeah. reply to it. Instead, he runs to him. Chasing. That's right. A chasing, baby. Chasing. And he's chasing him all the way to New York. On the other side of New York, Bobby is doing the reception and he doesn't see a text back from Aaron. He's like, oh, Aaron's given up. Let cry. Yeah. He's in his feelings. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in the middle of his speech, Aaron shows up and Bobby's like, here we go. I wrote a song for you. Hilarious. Which he does at the reception. And everyone's like, what the fuck is What's this? going on? But Bobby sings a Garth in the musical stylings of Garth Brooks, yeah. a love song dedicated to Aaron. Hilarious. In his in his country Garth Brooks voice. Yeah. Which is not a voice I thought that Billy Eigner had to no, be honest either. in the repertoire. I love it. I'm really just finding out that he's a multifaceted actor. Oh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. He said, "This is my reel. I'm going to commit. Mm-hmm. You've only seen me do one thing. I will not be typecasted." <laughs> 
I love it. I know. I would fully believe him as a bro now. Yeah, right? Yeah. I was really shocked. Anyway, so he does this song. Aaron's like, oh, my God. Bobby's like, oh, my God. They meet on the dance floor. And then Bobby proposes that they date for three months and then reevaluate. I love it. Bada bing, bada boom. They're Mm -hmm. making out in front of Deborah Messing. Oh, Deborah. And that's it. Yay. That's bros. Great work. That was very detailed. Thank you. I was impressed. There was a lot to cover, though. I know. A lot happened. Exactly. It was a busy, busy little movie. Yeah, it absolutely was. Yeah. Do we even want to do a formal synopsis? Oh, no. That was it. Okay. That was absolutely it. Yeah, spoilers abound. You know what happens. You know. If you're going to listen to a podcast about a movie and you haven't seen it or... You, you know. Yeah. You, you know, know you're going to get spoilers. You've listened to this podcast before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you haven't, well, welcome. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We're a little weird. <laughs> we love Billy Eichner. Yeah, we do. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that I liked him. What? Like, I, well, I mean, like, I liked him Billy on the street, but I didn't realize that I, I don't know, I never considered myself an Eichner fan. An Eichner head. Eichner Einstein, if you will. An Eichner. An Ike nerd. Good. Yeah, I would say I'm an Ike nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I ever see him in is just him screaming at people on the street for a dollar. That. Will you do this? And I love that. Yeah. No, I do too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to start out by saying, start out, we're just getting to everything now. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, my favorite scene yeah. was absolutely the musical dinner <gasps> and specifically the portion where... Uh, Billy Eichner, Bobby, is getting into this discussion with mom and he's talking about how his parents took him to see this uh, show when he was like 12 years old. And uh, it was all these naked men Mm -hmm. just that was part of the show. And he was like, I was sitting there between my parents with seven penises on stage. (laughs) And he goes, seven penises, Anne. And I was like, oh, Seven penises, Anne. Yeah. Incredible. It Love is. Love that. Seven and gay men. And he was men. just talking about how, you know, wonderful of an experience that was and that he was able to, like, you know, have that experience with his parents, you know, of just, like, it being the body and, mm-hmm. like, this, like, sexuality, sexuality. And it's, like, it's not a bad thing or, like, a taboo thing. It just is. And uh, I just loved that. And I loved when he said, seven penises, Anne. Right. Right to her face. You didn't get secondhand, uh, like, stressed for them for having a big political d- debate in a rom-com? Not at all. Yeah. That doesn't bother you, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm trying to fight. Yeah, that's so true. You're confrontational. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be, but if it's yeah. about politics, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're or so like, strong. anything like that, I'm just like, fucking come at me. Yeah. Little shit. I guess the insecurity in me is like, oh my God, di- di- dinner with the parents. Oh no. oh no, so many things could go wrong. I have to be on my best behavior. And Billy Agner, or Bobby doesn't feel the same way. Every time I go to have dinner with my parents, I say to myself, I have to be on my worst behavior. <laughs> I was like, tonight I'm going to start some fights. <laughs> you said worst behavior. <laughs> I've been on my worst behavior. You said Feral at dinner. <laughs> feral girl fall. Feral, feral girl fall. That's right. We're all possums here. Absolutely. Get feral at dinner. <laughs> Start some drama. It's Libra season after all. Uh, yeah. And I'm, we love drama. That's so, that's it. That's yeah. it's the time of this year. Okay. I don't know what song they were singing in the restaurant, but like if you were to have dinner uh-huh. 
with someone else's parents where you had to be on your best behavior, what song would you hope they play at the musical review theater that you've brought them to? <laughs> candy shop oh. Heather's <laughs> or candy store. Not, that's so not good. welcome to a candy shop. No, <laughs> no, it's candy store. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you just got to prove you're not a pussy anymore. <laughs> oh I my want God. that to play and I would be like this. Like looking around, I wish you guys could see my face right now, but I would be looking around watching everyone's reactions. Oh my God. I would just want to know. I'm like, I need to suss you out with this song. Oh. Then for a little like uh, palate cleanser. Right. I suppose we could do uh, something from like, like Waitress. Oh. Be fun. Yeah. Something good from Waitress. Maybe What's Inside, because that's a nice little, like, cool, calm yeah, song. Right. And then I would want to hear, um, yeah. also from Waitress, Bad Idea, about getting being a pregnant woman dating your ob guy. Yeah. Because I would also be trying to suss everyone out. Right. But in a Southern way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. A little so bit those of, are my choices. What about you? A little <laughs> bit of gossip. I think the most grating song that would be funniest, but also the worst, would be... Um, Literally anything from Into the Woods, any Sondheim um, musical, honestly, oh. <laughs> if I'm being real. Or like uh, Avenue Q, everyone's a little bit racist. Yeah. That, well, that's that's all, if someone was singing that in a musical review theater so or uh, dinner, I'd be like, interesting choice. It would be wild. Yeah. You would just be like, what? <laughs> I would be like, that's not the choice I would have gone with. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's why it would be so jarring. Yeah, exactly. I think that. But, you know, if it was like. Uh, that time is like just the two of us. Yeah. Da, da, da. yeah, yeah. If they were singing that, like, why I was like getting into a political debate with someone's <laughs> parents, I would lose my shit. I think that would make me absolutely go feral. I would. I, I think if Dead Girl Walking was playing, yeah, from Heather's, I would go insane. Oh yeah. Well, I would get, I'd start screaming at everyone. Yeah, and then burst into song. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's really <laughs> hitting that like super high note. Yeah, you gotta you gotta sing it out, but yeah. you've also gotta argue it out oh, i don't think i'd be able to handle a musical review dinner situation yeah it would stress me out yeah it's also like it's like the equivalent of doing that anywhere other than new york city would be like you'd have to bring them to medieval times oh i would love to go to medieval times yeah me too how should, should we do we that we should do that yeah, okay yeah okay next podcast we record is from medieval times <laughs> for ambiance <laughs> oh that'd be love so funny yeah with the turkey leg <laughs> you can just watch um ever after again oh there we go <laughs> or maybe we'll do a knight's tale that's oh not, fuck yeah that's not really that a rom-com but it is yeah, a rom so we like rom. horny we've done rom drum before yeah exactly and heath ledger really delicious mm. delicious god bless australia i think that's where he's from <laughs> mm. that's me yeah. looking on my fingers absolutely <laughs> From anyway. the turkey leg. <laughs> anyway, what's your favorite scene? Um, my favorite scene probably is the scene that they go on their first date. Uh-huh. Just because he gets attacked by a bee, which oh is God. hilarious. Yes. I, you know me. I love a little bit of physical Cute. comedy. I know. Um, I, and we also, we'll talk about this in a second, but we love a chase scene. Oh, Love a he, chase scene. We love it when he picks up speed. Okay, here's the other thing, though. Mm -hmm. Also impractical to be wearing tiny little socks when you're chasing someone, when you're running. Well, that is the runner in you. <laughs> that is the athlete in you. 
like a quarter height yeah. running sock. Oh, what are you going to do? It slipped down your ankle the whole time. I'd be scraping my ankles with my shoes all yeah. the time like yeah. an idiot. Yeah. I can't help it. Well, there it's, you should, you need to email I, I, this costuming department. I'm so upset about those tiny socks. I just can't quite get it. Listen, we appreciate what you've done for the queer community. You did but great work. What about these little socks? But these tiny socks gave us took us two steps back. <laughs> <laughs> that was they homophobic. Are, they are giving straight men, <laughs> and that in itself is homophobic. <laughs> that is actually really true, right? Yeah, but maybe it is. Uh, maybe that's the. Uh, while they're trying to go through, you know, I guess they're like, hey, they're listen, doing it for the bros. This is a gay man who can dress poorly. That's what they thought. <laughs> and we're breaking stereotypes left and right, baby. Yeah. I you did know. think that when they were wearing like because there's a lot of jeans in this movie. There are so many long shorts also. L- long short. Well, like seven inch, nine inch inseams. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I want five or five or less, baby. Long Let shorts. Me see those size. Long shorts to me. That does make sense for the middle aged man, for the older man. I suppose right? they can still wear five. My, OK, don't. I mean, my dad. Uh huh. And this is, you know. He's a strange one, as yeah. you all know. Yeah. Uh, refer girl back dad. to Pretty Woman. Yeah. He, girl dad who used to play like rugby and uh-huh. do like triathlons. Right. So he loves like a runner's short. Oh, yeah. Which means he used to just prance about the house mm-hmm. in these little two and a half inch inseams with like slits up the side. Yeah. Like he's you know? a 70s basketball player. Exactly. Uh-huh. And it was disgusting. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we love a firm five inch inseam. Right. You know, I feel like that's a good length for everyone. If yeah. you're wearing seven to nines, I'm thinking, where are you hiding? Yeah. Well, they were dressed like an old what Navy commercial. Hiding? That's a what ridiculous thing to say. I'm so sorry about that. That's not what I'm, that's not what I'm thinking. Yeah. Just your secrets. <laughs> I'm just thinking, let's hem those. Let's hem those. Show me your thighs is what I'm thinking. Get a little, a little sun. Quad. Let's get a little sun on those. I just like a, like a leg. Toast like them a, up. Like a good leg. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Don't show me a good calf. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. They're delicious. I know. I agree. It's a turkey leg style. <laughs> turkey leg style. Bringing it back. We are prepared. I know I'm, it's October, but we are ready for Thanksgiving. Chaotic uh, episode. All right. Well, yeah. We're it's already, our first one back in a long time, so forgive us. Yeah. The energy we're bringing is Gay Lincoln. The energy <laughs> we're bringing is uh, Evil Times. Uh, screaming about Deborah Messing. <laughs> Two inch inseams. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, okay. So, where were we? My favorite scene. Yes. Chase scene or? Oh, it's the first date scene. First date scene. Special shout out for the chase scene. Okay. Remind me what they did on their first date. I feel like they just walked around the city. They just walked around the city. They went on that. They went to go see the movie that was like Brokeback Mountain, but not Brokeback Mountain. Oh, the two gay cowboy movie. The two gay cowboy movie. Sad gay cowboys. Yeah. Which I do love the. Do you remember where you were when you first saw Brokeback Mountain? uh, At home. By myself. Yeah, I didn't watch it with other people. Oh, I watched it on a sleepover with one of my best friends. Yeah. Shout out Hannah. Yeah. Um, she has a child. Shout out her baby. Shout out um, that baby. <laughs> <laughs> we watched it in her basement, uh-huh. like in our little sleeping bags. Uh-huh. We were like 13. Incredible. Watching Brokeback Mountain and we were like, oh my God. This is a whole new world. Incredible. And we love it. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's Ledger. Mm. Jake Gyllenhaal at that point in time, I was like, yum. Yeah, exactly. Now, 
hate Jake John Hall. Yeah, well, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, fuck him. We all do. Fuck you. You have yeah. the scarf still, you yeah. son of a bitch. You did something. Go to hell. Go to hell. <laughs> Anyways, listen, you know, I think that, dear listeners, please email us your stories of when you first saw Brokeback Mountain. Please. Someone, please tell We'd me. We'd love to know. I would, I will, I'll read it out on the next episode if you want. Oh, that would be good. That would be a good segment. <laughs> yeah. Romcoms we've loved at gmail.com. Oh, or tell us like, Oh, just if you have any good stories about the first time you saw any movie or any rom-com. Yeah. Anything like that, please, please tell me. Oh, yeah. Good first timer. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. I just think the jokes in that scene are so funny because Uh at the end of the date, he goes like the bearded woman in The Greatest Showman. This is me. (sighs) And that was where he lived. It was incredible. It was great. It was the jokes were top level. And also I love the I guess maybe what is the word for this? Maybe like meta. I love how meta it was for them to be like, all gay movies are sad, period dramas. I know. And I love jokes where they're like, yeah, gay movies, they don't have electricity, you know. (laughs) Okay, wait, you know something, though, that I noticed in this movie and I guess maybe I have been noticing it for a little while with new movies. Uh Maybe not. I don't know. But I noticed it in this movie. Um, so I feel like because our social media these days is so fast and like trend cycles are super fast. Yeah. Um, like with TikTok and everything, Uh it felt like the jokes, even though they were recent, like timely jokes, Mm -hmm. they felt a little dated to me. Mm. I was like, oh, that was so eight months ago. Do you know what I mean? Or like whatever, whenever they wrote it or like whenever they last updated the jokes in it. Oh. I was just like, oh, this is, that's interesting that I am feeling that way. Interesting. Because yeah. the pop culture humor yeah. dates itself. Yeah. Interesting. And like oftentimes when we're watching rom-coms, yeah. they're either older uh-huh. and we're like, oh, it's so of the time. Yeah. And then I wonder like, will people look at this movie and say, oh, it's so of the time? Mm-hmm. Or... Will they say it was dated when it came out? Man, that is so interesting. I know. And then also the fact, I guess, that it's just that just not just, but that that it is a very stereotypical rom-com. Right. Makes me wonder what people, future people will think of it looking back on it. Hmm. That's a good point. Because I do look at old rom-coms and I'm like, oh yeah, all the pop culture jokes yeah. are making of the time. But then there's a part of me, I think is maybe because like I just understand how films work. To me, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, oh, yeah, they probably filmed this like 2021. They filmed it last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They probably filmed it. But like like, we know that. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like in 2009, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have that feeling Mm. because the trend cycles and like where how much news we're getting and how much like information we're receiving every day. Right. Was a lot smaller, I think, yeah. or a lot less information uh-huh. than what we're receiving now. And so, like, because, like, the trend cycles are so fast and, like, a joke that was funny five months ago is probably not funny anymore. Interesting. Um, and so, in 2009, I feel like a joke could be funny for two years. Yeah. Because it was still making its rounds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, so I don't know if I feel this way about movies because I think in my logical brain, I'm like, oh, yeah, they filmed this last year. So that means they probably wrote it two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. So I mean, I have that thought as well. Yeah. But then I'm just like, but then you compare it to TV that gets written like weekly. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're doing jokes like 
really fast. Yeah. Because I, I, I have the feeling that you have, but I have it when I'm watching stand up and I see someone do a stand up joke with it like uh-huh. a, and they do a bit that would have been funny six months ago because I'm like, oh. oh, you've just been touring for a long time or you've just been using oh, the same bit for too long. That's interesting. That's how I feel I when I see a lot that. of stand up, though. Yeah, I just or that's that's I think with stand up, it's also like kind of inexcusable for me to not be timely because yeah, it's like 100 percent kind of your job. Yeah, exactly. You should be up to date. Yeah. So I don't know. That's huh. interesting, though. Yeah, I don't know. I just had that thought. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. Wonder what's going on here. Maybe I should dig a little deeper into my own brain. Yeah. But I do. I genuinely do think it has to do with social media and like information. Maybe. And the the like, <laughs> I was going to. Well, okay, this is so of the time what I'm uh-huh. about to say, but I almost just said like the viral load of information. Oh, wow. Look at you using your that. Do that's, you have the toilet paper that has stuff? No, that's so that's so COVID of me. Yeah, there you go. The viral load. <laughs> that's that's what I was like. I was thinking like, oh, you know, this the amount of stuff you get at one time. Yeah. And I was like, what can I say to describe that? And the only thing I had was a viral load. Yeah. And I was like, that's a term I didn't even know two yeah. years ago. Right. And if you said that to me just right now and didn't say COVID, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's the shit you take when you're sick. <laughs> the viral load. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I do think it's like the load of information that you get mm-hmm. now versus yeah. what we used to get like 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if you're making the argument at the end of the day uh-huh. that rom-coms should use more physical comedy. Sure. Right? Yeah. I do love physical comedy. Yeah. Well, I also think rom-coms... I think people try really hard nowadays to make things really timely. Right. And I think it's, they're sort of overdoing it. Yeah. So I think what I'm really arguing is for a pendulum swing to a little bit of more situational comedy, which you know I love. Yeah. Love situational, Uh love uh, people being people. Right. Um, And you don't always have to have one million pop culture references. That's so true. In a movie. Like I I think about uh, To All the Boys, right? Uh The classic. Yeah. I never felt that way watching that. Right. And they even make a fight club joke. But that was in 2019? Yeah. No, 2018? 2017? 2018. 2018. Yeah. So pre-TikTok. hmm Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe it is the social media thing, but also I think that a lot of humor now is like very, what you're saying, pop culture focus. It's very, you know, like Parks and Rec and The Office were very like emblematic of that yeah. and then going like the good place like anything Michael Schur pretty much made mm-hmm. like all those TV shows relied so much on pop culture humor yeah. that it be kind of came like so mainstream but now I feel like like the jokes that we need to make are more like we need to have like wit you know we need yeah. to have like you said situational comedy like yeah. kind of like forget Paris like yeah. have you seen that one no. <laughs> okay I said yeah and I meant no yeah and no <laughs> yeah okay forget Paris is all situational comedy Show a movie. It's a movie. It's Billy Crystal. It's a rom-com. How the hell have I never even heard of this? Oh, my God. We got to watch it because okay. it's so basically the premise is that he falls in love with um, a pair like an airline attendant. But it's because he's tr- his dad has like died and he's trying to get his dad's body to where he wants to be buried. Oh and he wants to get buried in Paris. So he, okay. as an American, is bringing this American to Paris. It's like it's that all situational comedy. It's all situational comedy. It's so funny. But then, like that. when you look at like when Harry met Sally, that's all wit. That's yeah. barely any pop culture. Not a lot of pop culture. Yeah, like there is some. Uh huh. But like it just, I think 
things are getting really overloaded with pop culture references. And I think it just like prematurely dates. Yeah. The movie. I agree. Like to all the boys could have been really any time between like 2015 and now. Right. Oh, even early. I think like even earlier. Oh yeah. I think that if you, that movie came was, out in 2008, just, it would have been like really popular you know too. What? You're right. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's just, I don't know. It's interesting looking at that. And yeah. I do feel like this movie, as much as I liked it and as much as I laughed, mm-hmm. did rely quite heavily on that kind of humor, yeah. which isn't always my go-to. Right. Also, like, I'm not always the most with it pop culture person. Uh-huh. So I don't always get the jokes. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. Well, tell us about the country singer. Okay, this is something I did get. <laughs> Why? Because I grew up in Georgia. <laughs> a true Southern girl. I'm, I'm Georgia Peach. <laughs> okay, so something that happened is Aaron was talking about how he loves country music. And he was like, or he was like, oh, he's your favorite singer or whatever. And he was like, probably Garth Brooks. <laughs> and he was like, Garth Brooks? Like what? Like fully taken aback by this. So right. they sort of forget about that. Aaron's just a little country boy. Country boy, I yes. love you. Yeah. Thank you, Vine. Shake it for the girls. For Shake it for the guys. Uh, yeah. Shake it for the honky tonk. Honky tonk, badonka donk. Yes. Uh-huh. Anyway, so uh, later on when Billy is, we can see him like, missing Aaron. It's like a montage of that kind of at one point he's like watching a country music concert on TV and like taking notes kind of. (laughs) And it's like, what is he doing? But then you look at the TV and it shows Brad Paisley. (laughs) And I sat there and like thought to myself, huh? And then he like just goes on and then he writes that like Garth Brooks song. Yeah. And so he definitely thought he was watching Garth Brooks. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, is that a joke for like the straights? It it really insinuates that it is Garth Brooks. And as someone who it has does. no fucking idea what Garth Brooks looks like, yeah. I genuinely thought it was Garth Brooks. Yeah. Well, and I said it to Sarah as we came out of the theater. I was like, you know, the like country singer they showed, I was like, that was not Garth Brooks. I was like, that was hilarious to me. <laughs> like, as, you know, a young girl who... <laughs> used to have a Brad Paisley concert t-shirt that I wore to school (laughs) on a regular basis. Incredible. Um, I know what Brad Paisley looks like. And I also know what Garth Brooks looks like. Why? Because he's very popular in Ireland. And while I was there, I got into a lot of conversations with people about Garth Brooks. Wait, really? Very popular in Ireland. Interesting. Is like country music big over there? I think just Garth Brooks. Just Garth, just this one guy. I'm actually not sure. Okay. Uh, but I do know that Garth Brooks is very popular. I think he did like a Strictly Ireland tour. Whoa. At one point in time. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but if you think about it, like also my mom is Scottish. Right. She really likes country music. Right. Um, and I think that it is because it is reminiscent of like traditional Scottish music, you know? Whoa. So it's probably like similar, like with the um, fiddles and everything, like oh in God. Ireland. Okay. You, uh, you know? hear people playing music there. Sure. I think it is reminiscent. So they they or they have shared aspects. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, my tiny Filipino mom yes. loves country music. I but love her. her reasoning is because she's like, yeah, I like country music because I understand what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like 
the stupidest uh, reason to like a song ever. She's but like, yeah, like beer brews and yeah, busting a nut. I, That's what we're talking about. It's in very, music. it's very straightforward. They're talking about their tractors. They're talking about their ex-wives. Oh my god, big green tractor started playing the other day when my sister and I were well before she moved, but when we were listening to music. And I was like, oh, my God. It was like the first two notes. And I was like, is this Big Green Tractor? And she was like, you know this song? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you don't? No fucking idea what she you're talking knew about. It. Like, you don't know Big Green Tractor? No. Take you for a ride on my Big Green Tractor. We can go slow or make it go fast. Well, based off of the little snippet you've given me, I'm intrigued. know that song? The minute I leave this house, I'm going to immediately look it up. Oh, my God. I used to listen to that song all the time in high school. Oh, wow. As you were doing CrossFit? Probably. <laughs> probably. I... I'm an enigma to myself sometimes. You are. You are breaking stigmas breaking left and right. Yeah. What can I say? Exactly. You, think you know me. You're wrong. You are the <laughs> the face of, of I know all the words to big green tractor. <laughs> breaking and stereotypes. Also, Mo Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I know. That's incredible. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, I, so that's Brad Paisley Garth Brooks situation. Really cracked me up. I love it. And I was wondering. If anyone noticed, yeah. like I was like, that was obviously like had to be a joke, but I was like, I don't know if this is the audience to get that joke unless you're like from the South mm -hmm. and like no country, you know, if you're like, you know, country music. Right. There's a part of me that's like, OK, the next movement within the queer community, you know, is like, you know, they took back the word queer. Yeah. Like, and what if the next movement is like, we're taking country music. We are. I would we be are so colonizing happy. country music for the gays. Okay. I would be so fucking happy with yeah. that because I feel like the chicks have made a start on it. Not uh -huh. that any of them are queer. I don't know if they are. I know, but I they're, they've all been liberal icons, men, but they are liberal icons. Uh huh. And I feel like they really, you know, made the start. Yeah. So I, I say to all of us queers out there, let's do it. Yeah. Let's take over country music and make it about, you know, gay stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to say think something really yeah. I was like, um, I'll just say gay stuff. <laughs> just say gay stuff. Oh, catch me on some bloopers saying something rude. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. Make country gay again. Make country gay again. I love it. Because here's the thing. It's like the little cowboy hat riding a bull. Yeah. Horny. Sexy. Yeah. I want that to be Absolutely. claimed for people who are not going to vote against my reproductive rights. Yes. Also like horseback riding. Yeah. Gay. Right? So gay. It, it, for everyone involved. All of the all of the West, all of country yeah. music, gay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a least favorite scene? Ooh. Um... My least favorite scene was probably, mm, I want to say it's the scene where he goes into roid rage at the museum. Really? Yeah, just because I'm like, well. That's mm. funny to me because that was so physical comedy. The funniest yeah. thing to me was him saying, I'm having roid rage. Yeah, that was really Not funny. In that voice exactly. That was more like Moira Rose, but you know. But it was the same energy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. The same energy. I don't maybe I was just because I didn't like well, I don't know. It's like the museum scenes were just so hard to like they were wrap little, my head around. I felt like <sighs> Okay. I felt like these characters weren't necessarily shown 
with a ton of like outside life. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily like <laughs> factually true. Yeah. Because like, yes, Billy Eichner has like his other group of friends, but he only sees them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like all his scenes with his friends are like a group dinner mm-hmm. or they're all at the gala or like whatever it is. Well, he does um, go to his one friend's house where they all are at. They have like kids. Yeah, but they were. Oh, that was that's yeah. kind of a group thing. But it, you know, it was two of them. Yeah. And but their I kids did, and the kids were there. That's a group. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, so it just feels like he doesn't really have like a best friend. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that that girl, I don't know what her name was. That yeah. woman, uh, she was probably his closest friend. Right. But it was just like strange. And then Aaron's life was very one dimensional. Yeah. Uh, and I really hated the scene where he's talking to his brother. <gasps> That's okay. I'm changing my answer. That's my least favorite scene. I hated it. It was so forced. Yeah. Okay. I felt like it was too. It was so forced. And the whole narrative of the brother's divorce. Yeah. Weird. Unnecessary too. Yeah. And it just felt like there were other ways we could have accomplished the same goal without feeling quite so stiff. Yeah. Yeah. I And And they just like didn't seem to care about each other neither of those men also had chemistry in my opinion like him and the brother but i think maybe that was a purposeful choice but at the same time it was just so uncomfortable to watch i'm just like go back to the gala i want to see these hot people they just didn't seem like personality wise they didn't seem related at all yes you know like they didn't seem to have that like in their conversation their closeness of like having lived together and being brothers, right. brothers for their whole lives yeah. was not evident. Yeah. You know, like I feel like everyone has a specific way that they communicate with their siblings. Yeah. Um, even if you're not close, right. you still communicate with them in a specific way. Like yeah. it's not the same way you talk to your friends, regardless of what you might think. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And so I felt like he was talking to him like he was just some like a random ass dude. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me also because I was like, why is Aaron choosing to bring this up now? Also, why are you bringing yeah. this up with your brother? Like why he's like couch surfing yeah. on your couch instead of like your friend or yeah. like literally anyone else. Did he have any other friends? Well, this kind of falls into the trope of like, oh, the male love interest doesn't have friends. Yeah. <laughs> like well, that's what I was thinking, but I couldn't remember if I had if I had like missed some friend scenes. No, I mean, I guess the guy who introduces them in the beginning is like a mutual friend, but it yeah. didn't seem like Aaron was close with him. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he is. Yeah. I think it was more like an acquaintance community thing. And then the only other guy that comes back into Aaron's life is the high former high school crush yeah. straight guy turned gay guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly, I liked that addition. Me too. I liked I love these like hot little hockey boys who are like, <laughs> we're gay now. Yeah. I'm like, yay. I know. I was you. like, that's fun. And I, I, yeah, I thought it was really fun. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like the concept that it could have been, uh, it was like a point of drama for them to yes. maybe have a love triangle potentially. Yeah. Yeah. That is what I will say about this movie is that there were a lot of angles that, I didn't see coming and I couldn't yeah. predict exactly what was going to happen next. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ready for some fun facts? No, I am. Okay, here we go. First, I want to say that we were joined at our screening by two of the cast members Ooh. of the movie, which was so exciting. Uh-huh. Um, it was Miss Lawrence, who 
played Wanda Mm -hmm. and also T.S. Madison, who played Angela. Those people joined us and it was so nice. It was so cool. They like came in and did a little a little chat a little bit. It was fun. It was really cute. It It was really fun to see them there. Yeah, they introduced the movie and they made some jokes. Yeah. And they took the mics all the way back to their seat. Yeah. And they demanded popcorn. And they looked fabulous as well. Which, quite frankly, oh, yeah. Uh, I want to say T.S. Madison had a hairstylist actively doing her hair. Yeah. While the, she was talking, which yeah. I was like, good for you. No, it was great having the hairstylist actively doing her hair. Yeah. Why why she was talking? I was like, this is drama. That was was a little like filming situation going on. Loved it. There were ring lights involved. It's so exciting. I love to see it. I love to be in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So they were in like pajamas up at the top watching this movie with eating our popcorn. And we're like, oh, well, they look fancy. Yeah. Getting dehydrated actively. (laughs) Well, they charge in like six dollars for a water or a soda. Yeah. So we said we will just be thirsty. We'll just be thirsty. But we can't. We're going to have our ten dollar popcorn. Can't not have the popcorn. Right. The little poppy pop. Yeah, we. I just have to be more bold about bringing my water in. I get yeah. too nervous. Yeah, I also didn't bring my bag. I was just like, wallet, keys, yeah. that's all I need. Yeah, yeah. See, I could have brought one in. I just didn't. I was too scared. <sighs> well, it's okay. I we mean, know for next It's my Mormon mommy blogger cup, <laughs> a.k.a. my Stanley cup. Oh, nice. One the, of that, those are big ass. Thick. Yeah, this massive cup with a straw and so i was like i can't really sneak this in you're not staying dehydrated with that bad boy i am uh part of the lds church with it (laughs) okay back to fun facts okay yeah so thank you for ts madison and miss lawrence for coming to the screening we loved you shout out atlanta yeah (laughs) um also shout out this is getting into the fun facts now luke mcfarlane who plays aaron Who I was like, are you related to Seth MacFarlane? If so, ew, he's not. But the Seth MacFarlane, like family guy, Seth MacFarlane. Sure. Okay, well, I'm glad that you bless your heart. I don't, don't even. Know who that, is. that is the extent of the, I, the straight man within me that knows your <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. And you don't. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just an obnoxious, shitty guy who mm. also was Ted in the Ted movies. So it's just awful. One of the Ted movies. The one where Mark Wahlberg talks to like a teddy bear. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the two O's. <laughs> the O of recognition and the O of disgust. Yeah. Not great. Um, he's not related okay. to Seth MacFarlane. Good. But he is apparently the star of several Hallmark movies. Yes. Which I was like, this guy is made for the big screen, right? Okay. But I don't know who he was. Someone I was talking to the other day. Right. Well, actually... I was not in a conversation with him. Um, he was in a conversation with someone else and sure. I was listening. Right. <laughs> As you do. But anyway, he said something like, oh, someone was like, oh, yeah, like you look like perfect for like a Hallmark movie or a Lifetime movie. And he was he was turning his nose up at it. Uh-huh. And I went, hey, we don't turn our noses up in Lifetime movies. I was like, they are where the money's at, baby. Uh-huh. I was like, Joey, who would you hold out for? Scorsese? Absolutely. I was like, we are idiotic starving little actors yeah we will take a lifetime movie. if someone offered me a lifetime movie i would get down on my hands and knees and say thank you god yeah i would say do you think god wrote this movie for me <laughs> and you would say it in that voice because that is who you would be casted as in a That's hallmark movie right you would be the nosy neighbor tina oh yes yeah oh yes that bitch oh she's calling my name yeah exactly oh i i, I hear it. i hear the casting calling now <laughs> ring 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 <laughs> 
I absolutely <laughs> agree. Yeah, no, Hallmark yeah. employs literally a bazillion people They're a year doing the Lord's work. They really are. I personally, I love the like thriller ones. Yeah, as well. Yeah, and my grandma and I watch them. Oh, yeah, we love them. We oh, love I bet. Them. It, it's like always got the same structure mm-hmm. and the like sh- plot is always basically the title. That's good. It's so great. Well, it's that's like, you know what you're getting into. My best friend. <gasps> well, that's like what it's called. Well, there you go. You're getting yeah. in. You know what you're getting into. I like know, I said, I, I love it. And I like that. too. Yeah, that's I good. Can, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. And listen, James Cameron makes a movie every fucking 10 years. And when he does make a movie, right. it's with entirely CGI people. Yeah. So. And that's just rude. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck James Cameron. <laughs> Yeah. Hallmark? That's where the shit's at. Yeah. Yeah. Hire me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. So which which movies was he in? He no. was in a, he's been in a ton of Hallmark movies. Oh um he was also in Single All the Way, which <gasps> we haven't done yet. Oh, but, maybe we'll do it. But now yeah, exactly, because now we're fans, right? Oh my god, maybe we're gonna do that this holiday season. He was in Chateau Christmas on Hallmark. Chateau taking a shot at love he plays it's like he's a gay man who plays a straight man which is like i love that good for you i love that yeah right like that thrills me yeah i loved having all like having the gays play the straights yeah in this movie right yeah i would i I, mm, yeah yeah it's like um like looking at them in their little couples it's like he 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 there's something about a gay man being able to play a straight guy like in the hallmark context yeah where it's like like it's like bridgerton yeah jonathan what's his name yes yeah he's so good in bridgerton he's which one the viscount Uh, Viscount. anthony anthony bridgerton the oldest guy oh him yeah what's wrong he's gay in real life Okay. Plays a straight man in Bridgerton. Okay. He plays straight so well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Straight man, written by a woman. About him, but hot. He's, he's delicious, sexy. I know that he is sexy, and he plays that oh, character so cute. to the T. Yeah, sexy. He really does. Yeah, he, he does a great job. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, is he's just oh, like oh, a really man, good I love actor. That. Love that. Yeah. So Luke McFarlane plays a bunch of straight guys in Hallmark movies. Let's all watch a lot of Hallmark movies from now on. Absolutely. If you're not already watching. Also, this movie heavily talks about Hallmark movies. It does. Hall Heart. Yeah, Hall Heart. So they don't get sued. Yeah. (laughs) There's a polyamorous Christmas movie. I loved that. Polly all the way. Polly all the way. That is hilarious. Love the representation, baby. Yeah. That's what it's about. I know. I loved this this little alternate reality they were living in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this it's alternate 2022. It's so fun. So Billy Eichner, who obviously stars and co-writes this movie, yeah. ex- explicitly expressed that he does not want conservatives, especially people who voted for the 45th president of the United States and their associates, to watch this movie. Yeah. Even as conservatives who identify as being part of the LGBTQ plus community, as he views them as traitors. See, this is why I love Billy Eichner. Yeah. Because he says that shit. Yeah. He says the shit we're all thinking. And like, yeah. Yeah. You're fucking right. Yeah, this is Billy Eigner's first lead in a Hollywood film. Love that. Which, like, I think that it threw he's me got off. Best friend energy. Exactly, because he's always the best friend. But we always say we want the best friends to be the stars. Exactly. So that's why we like it. Yeah, and it made for a great movie. You I've want- really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then here's some more fun facts. Uh-huh. Uh... Luke McFarlane revealed he had no inhibitions during his raunchy nude sex scenes with Ooh. Billy Eichner. They had an LGBTQ uh, intimacy coordinator on set. I love that. Amazing. We yeah. love to see an intimacy coordinator. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Got to keep it safe for, and safe and fun for everyone. Absolutely. Billy and him felt super comfortable. They gave each other to go for it. 
The only thing he said no to was that Billy said, should we like spit on each other? (laughs) And then he said, nope. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I would have also said no. Yeah, I don't think I would. I there are sometimes certain scenes in like shows and movies where like it's like really gross kissing or something Mm -hmm. like, you know, when you'll get a scene where someone like licks someone's face or it's like just like tongue on tongue. Yeah. You know, Uh uh-huh. Just disgusting. Yeah. I'm like so grossed out by it. And I always think to myself, like, I would not want to be, you know, touching tongues in a scene. Yeah. Just for like just for funsies. Not like you know what I mean by touching tongues, right? Not just kissing. Right. No, like, no, no. Ah. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really like, gross. It's like when they're playing sword fight. Yes. With their tongues. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Don't want that. Yeah, it's a little. So I wouldn't want to be spat on either. Mm. Oh, yeah. Spit. The only there's no context in which I think spitting on camera is appropriate other than when pumpkin <laughs> spits on New York. Whoa. Titanic. Whoa. Pumpkin spits Pumpkin's- on New York. And I love in flavor flavor of love. Okay, that's where I thought you were going, but yeah. I was like, maybe she's talking about New York, the city. No, pumpkin spits on New York in flavor of love. I love that. What happens in Titanic where they spit on each other? Not on each other, they spit off the side of the boat. Oh, they right. hawk loogies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Which is not something I thought I would ever want to see. Yeah, movie. absolutely. Yeah, no. It's gross. That is gross. Yeah, they do it. There's, I guess, like I said, there's not a lot of context. People really seem to love spit these days. <laughs> that is a really good sound bite. <laughs> People really love spit these they days. See, it's it's really a big part of the sexual zeitgeist. Spit, I guess spit. so. Yeah. Well, not for me. Yeah. I will say this though about the title because when I first saw the title Bros in a rom-com setting, uh-huh. I was like, uh, questionable. Very. Because it's very like it's very much Trending on Pornhub under incest porn. <laughs> bros. You know, my, bros. My stepro rails me. Yeah. Bro- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, hot stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolute. Yeah, I did not think about that at all Well, I saw that title. I mean, maybe that's just because I'm disgusting, but <laughs> I was. To say, fuck you. I was just a little bit. Because tr- there, that is not, in my opinion, bros is a bad title for a rom-com. I agree. Yeah. Because there's just something up, there's something gross about it to me. But, you know, I guess each their own. It worked out. I did love the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely tell. Ooh, I don't know if what I'm about to say is mean or if it's just a comment. Okay. But you could definitely tell it was written by old millennials. (laughs) You know? Yeah. You could tell. Yeah. I was like, ooh, could have used an intern on that one. Yeah. And there's something about the I mean, you know, two men wearing jeans in the on the, <laughs> the and the hands in the butt pocket on the title. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, interesting. So many jeans. There's it, so many jeans. It's so jeans. many like blue jeans, straight yeah. blue jeans. Yeah. But like Wranglers. you said, like <laughs> you said, it is older millennial. Sorry, my my uh, cat is playing with her toy now. So I love it. She really likes it. And she it, wants to be a producer. She does. She's so cute. She found the cookies. Incredible. <laughs> okay, I have one last fun okay, fact. Please tell me. So Luke McFarlane confessed that he hates doing ab workouts because he doesn't like showing off his six pack. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay, can't sure. relate. Yeah, not a problem that I have. <laughs> but okay. 
And he said, I will admit that working out abs is my least favorite thing to do. I really don't like doing abs. It's boring. <laughs> but for the film, he did over 100 crunches every day to get his abs ready for like the, you know, shirtless scenes. weird. Was 100 cr- crunches a day? That's a lot of crunches. It also just works like two of your abs. There are six of them. Yeah. yeah. I guess some people, I guess you can have eight of them. Well, that's what he was doing daily. He was just getting like, ripped. I feel like there's a lot more he could have done, to be honest. Yeah. Like some, I don't know, like hangy, torquing your leg thing. Oh, yeah, you know? sure. That would work your whole ass ab. I don't know. When Deborah Messing starts her kickboxing class, Messing oh, with Messing. Messing with Messing. He could have taken it, engaged his core. Yeah, core workout. Absolutely. Yeah, kickboxing is always engaging your, your core. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> But I think he was a great lead. He was great. Great romantic he lead. He did a great job. Yeah. I loved it. I loved Billy Eichner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a little jarring seeing him as the lead. Yeah. But I liked it. Yeah, it was a fun jarring. Yeah. Overall, like, whoa. big fan. Yeah. Really liked the movie. Would watch it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great... I just... One of the things I really appreciate about um, this movie is that it gives us another or like it gives us really like a and I I don't mean this in an insulting way at all but it gives us a real like plain Jane standard rom-com right for the gay community and that's what we deserve yes yeah I'm like yeah we want that yeah like we have so many sad ones yeah not not comms just rom yeah rom drum cry gay period films where there's no electricity and someone dies and that's and it's very sad, and there's a lot of charged silences. Exactly. It's a lot of meaningful eye contact. So much eye contact. And it's a lot of longing. I know. But this one was horny, horny, left and horny right. Horny and direct. Yeah. Which I like to see. Exactly. That's I, me. <laughs> I love a frisky rom com. Absolutely. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And the sex scenes. Oh my God. Horny. Horny. Yeah. I was just like, I was blown away. But tastefully done. Yeah. Personally, I was blown away. Yeah. The perks of having an intimacy coordinator on set. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're so right. Yeah. It was great. What else do we do in this show? <laughs> I just can't remember. Is there anything else? Final thoughts? Final thoughts. That's what it is. I can't remember. It's been so long. I know. Um, final thoughts. I think I just really gave them to you. Yeah. Very, very happy overall. Glad to have it in our uh, repertoire of... No, that's not the right word, is mm-hmm. it? Uh, in our library of gay movies yeah absolutely i recommend it go see it it's in theaters yeah, definitely go see it we would love to support know. it in theaters give yes. give the gays your money so yeah. they can make more movies and we love having a production that is entirely queer yes well. exactly love that that's huge yeah absolutely i just love billy Eichner. yeah that. i'm happy for him like go off yeah i hope he goes on to write or star in more movies me too yeah happy for him yeah well i hope you guys are enjoying your fall and i hope you're enjoying this episode and ready for some more content for us and please do not forget to send us your the first time you watch brokeback mountain to our email which is romcomsweeveloved at gmail.com yeah and you can also follow us on instagram at romcomsweeveloved 
You can also find us on Twitter at To All The Rom-Coms. You can also find us on TikTok, which I think I'm going to start doing. Please. I Here's my idea. I know I'm bringing this up on the pod, which is a weird place to bring it up. Yeah. So listeners, let me know if you're be interested. I've been reading a ton of rom-com books. Yes. So yes. would it be yes. fun if we did rom-com Rex book talk? 100%. Okay, let us know. I'm going to yes, do it anyways. Yeah. Whatever, let's do it. Yeah. If it is an illustrated, if it's a book with the cover and it's like illustrated in a primary color, mm-hmm. two faces that have no discernible features. Line drawings. Line drawings. Mm-hmm. I have read it. Yeah. So. I love that. Shout out Emily Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Helen Huang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. That is exactly with a little it. Bit of smut sprinkled in. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll ooh, I'll do a spicy rating. I'll do yes. like the peppers. Yes. Yeah, this book is three peppers. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I anyway. recommended that book to someone the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, good. I just <sighs> So uh, good. All right. Well, uh enjoy the rest of your day, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Have fun. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.